An early spring sun, all light and no warmth, was slipping behind the gargoyled column mass of the Yaroslav station as the black zill pulled smoothly up to its main entrance. The policeman posted there stiffened as he noticed the large official-looking car. The driver and his companion in the front seat, both small-eyed, high-cheekboned Slavs, got out and talked briefly with the policeman. Then they returned, pulled several pieces of baggage from the trunk, and strode swiftly inside the station. Immediately the second car, a chica, pulled up. Five tall, dark-suited, somber men quickly emerged and fanned out. Two positioned themselves on either side of the entrance, conspicuous in their alertness, while the others walked through the station entrance and disappeared into the converging crowd of people. Inside the zill, Alex's cousins glanced at his watch. It was 4.15. The train was scheduled to leave at 5, precisely 5, Zeldovich had said confidently. They will take care of the details, Zeldovich assured him. Thank you, Alex responded in Russian. He had no illusions about Zeldovich. It had been an uneventful trip from the dacha near Barvikla. Viktor Moiseevich Dimitrov, the 69-year-old general secretary of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union, had been expansive at lunch. His appetite had returned along with his color, and he had stuffed himself with huge portions of black bread and globs of sour cream heaped on top of deep bowls of borscht. The chemotherapy was working, Alex had observed, his doctor's pride expanding as he reviewed the charted progress in the past six weeks of endless diagnosis, observation, and treatment. At best the disease was tricky, and as cunning as a jungle beast. Acute myeloblastic leukemia was a microscopic war between the proliferating white cells and the rapidly weakening red cells in Dimitrov's blood, and the reds had been losing. Now Dimitrov, alert again, was no longer in the depressed manic state Alex had initially encountered. At lunch, a waiter had brought a fat bass, broiled brown and dripping with butter. Dimitrov had watched its arrival, smiling broadly with boyish pride. Alex had been allowing him out to fish again in the Moscow River, which meandered a few yards from the rear of the dacha. Fishing was Dimitrov's one passion, aside from the exercise of power, and returning to it had restored the general secretary's buoyancy, reassuring him that he had been snatched, however temporarily, from the grave. Alex had only picked at the fish. Despite his anxiety, he was excited by the prospect of this Siberian journey. Although under different circumstances, he now would have been searching back in time, with all the emotion that nostalgia engenders, to prepare his mind for the mystique of the adventure. It is a legacy of the soul, his grandfather, that old Siberian fox, would have said. But to begin such a journey under duress seemed somehow incongruous against the grain. He looked down at the fish, runny with butter, the skin crisp and shiny, wondering if he could force his appetite. "'Delicious, Kuznetsov, eat!' Dimitrov commanded, jabbing his knife forward, a trickle of butter escaping along the side of his mouth. Despite himself, despite what he suspected, Alex felt satisfaction in Dimitrov's enjoyment. It was the damnedest personal sensation, this dichotomy within himself, this raging war between his odd affection for the man and the knowledge of his impending act that had somehow seeped into his brain. Could it be possible he was mistaken, that all the comings and goings, the odd bits of information, the strange admissions and little confessions of Dimitrov himself, were only a distorted view through some faulty prism? I am a doctor. I am apolitical. 
You had no right to draw me into this, he wanted to shout across the table, trapped now like a fly that has fatally touched the flypaper with the tip of one wing.